Welcome to Second Act Podcast. Second Act, it's a continuation and yet an evolution. It's finding meaning, fulfillment and deep sense of purpose. Through these podcasts, I would like to invite people who experienced their second acts, found a bigger purpose for themselves and are ready to share their stories because we truly believe that learnings happen through conversations. So hello everyone. Um today's podcast is going to be very inspirational. Uh it is somebody who's gone through a lot in life at a very young age. Uh she is born and brought up in England. Um a go-getter, a chasing uh your dreams kind of girl and as she loves to call herself is girl on the bike. So welcome Vanessa Rook. uh i am so excited to have you and i know that you've had a very tough story to tell but uh from there we are hoping that we derive so much motivation and inspiration and i'd like you to uh also introduce yourself and what you're doing right now hey welcome thank you so much for having me on uh yeah absolutely it's it's certainly been a bit of a challenging journey i've learned a lot through that journey though so i would describe myself as a motorcycle rider racer and adventurer however if we go back a few years that certainly wasn't the case and motorcycles are something that i've discovered through my recovery from a pretty life changing accident and when i say through my recovery that is both on a physical side but also on a mental side because the mental recovery has been probably almost as hard as the physical one. So if we go back to prior to 2014, which is when the accident happened, it's kind of gives a good picture of what life was like for me. So I was easiest way to describe it as an adrenaline junkie. I lived for sports. I was physically incredibly fit. I could do 13 pull-ups, 3 sets, I could kite surf, wakeboard, rock climb, mountain bike. My whole life was sports. and on the 25th of march 2014 in a single moment life as i knew it changed dramatically and i was on my bicycle cycling home from work i did a 16 mile commute every day rain or shine i saw wind i got on my bicycle and i was about 1 mile from the office on my way home traffic lights turned green in front of me and i pedaled on and a car coming the other way decided not to stop at their red light and they cut straight across in front of me and left me with nowhere to go and I went straight into the side of the car right shoulder took the full impact and I landed onto my right hip on the road and like that life as I knew it changed now I wasn't a bleeding mess on the side of the road I wasn't scraped up by paramedics I did go to hospital in an ambulance but I was sent home from hospital that night with bruising Now if we fast forward 7 and a half years over the following 7 years I had seven surgeries including a reconstructed right shoulder and right hip so if we think about the implications of bruising versus what actually happened to my body in that impact it gives you a bit of an idea of quite how much of a battle it's been trying to get myself back to fitness and there's been some incredibly dark moments where if i'm honest i don't think i realized the world could go so dark and cold and lonely and bedbound but 
I've been determined to keep fighting and not give up on, on my body and my rehabilitation, basically. So now, skipping a few bits, I am rather obsessed and in love with motorcycles. I'm determined not to let my my body, which I manage, I live with pain, particularly my hip, on a daily basis, and not let that be an excuse not to get out there and give it all and tear it up. So I'm pushing my body quite hard. But I think the key thing in my, my mental process to that is that we only have one life and one, one time on this earth. And just because my body has been through some trauma, it might be easier just to sit on the sofa, but it certainly wouldn't be as fun. So I'm out there trying to do the best I can with the home that I have. I am getting goosebumps with your story, Vanessa, and every word that you're speaking is piercing through my heart. And mm -hmm. I want to applaud you for uh, not only working on the physical aspect of your body, but more so on the mental aspect, because I think that is something irreparable. Body can still be repaired, I feel, through all the things mm -hmm. that you're going through and, you know, uh, all the medical advances that are possible. But... Uh, how have you kept yourself mentally strong? Please tell me, because we have moments of breaking down in the smallest of, uh, you know, obstructions that are coming in our life, but you've gone through so much. So tell us about your resilience and the, you know, the ability to pull yourself up mentally. I guess the most important thing to mention straight away on that is that I am human too. And I have had really down moments as well. So if you are battling something that you're struggling with, know that it is completely normal and okay to feel overwhelmed and unable to see the end in sight and feel down about it. That's, that's human and it's normal. However, there are lots of things in our abilities to help pull us through and up and out the other side and find little things in our day to put a smile on our face and keep our energies up. So for me, I think gratitude is one of the biggest learnings I've had from the accident. And I guess that's a realization of actually I could have died. I could have lost a leg. I, I mean, my injuries could be so much worse. Now, no matter how bad the situation is, there's always a way to look at it and go, wow, I'm, I'm actually really grateful. I'm really lucky. And it, no matter what the situation, it could always be worse because you could, you could have died for example. Yes. And so I'm very grateful for the fact that I, I am in the situation I'm in, even though I know I got hit by the car. And in that gratitude, it gives me more energy to find things around me that I'm more grateful for. So an example, before the accident, I maybe got upset about things or argued about stuff or let things affect my emotional state. Whereas actually, I've had this realization of what actually matters and what's worth getting upset about and what's worth getting, you know, having arguments about. Because in the scheme of life, so many of the things that we get upset about don't really matter as much as maybe we in the moment think about. So finding things in our day to lift our spirits is a really important one. And whether that is a little taste of mango or putting on your favorite music or calling a friend and having a chat, sitting outside and listening to the birds, little things that just give you a tiny boost of energy and trying to find a few of those through your day because they do add up. Lots of little smiles 
can lift our energy and remembering that where you are right now is not where you will always be. As long as each day you find enough energy just to do something to help you move you forwards, whether that is doing your physio exercises or making sure that you're eating the right nutrition to help your body heal or speaking someone to someone about your mental health and getting support. Just try and do little steps that will take you on your path. Now, recovery can feel like an unobtainable mountain, like you're never going to reach the top and come through the other side. But with lots of little steps, keeping that energy going, just even just a little bit, will get you there eventually. And when you have moments where you suddenly feel like a boss and that you've suddenly got this spur of energy, take advantage of that and do as much as you can within reason, obviously, because I know too well with physio, you can do too much physio and uh, and push the body too hard. So always listen to your body as well, uh, I suppose. So keeping the energy up is, is really important. I guess it's the old classic of the glass half full versus the glass half empty and trying to, to look on the positive side. And if something is getting you down, try and not focus on it. Try and think of something else. Try and focus on something that will maybe give you a little bit more energy or distract you from the pain or keep your mind sort of at ease. So mindfulness is something that I have used and I use on a daily basis, multiple times a day now through managing my pain with my hip. Now, I was at a point through my recovery where I was actually diagnosed with a couple of mental health disorders. So I was change disorder, which is for me, I no longer saw myself as me. I talked about myself in the third person. I wasn't me. I didn't associate with my body. Vanessa was this strong, fit, capable person pre-accident and this broken, painful mess wasn't me. I was also diagnosed with fear of the road, which made getting out on the road on a motorcycle incredibly hard. But through, I got to a point basically where I realized that I was not okay and I needed help. And realizing that you need help is one of the bravest things. I think uh, I've got a lot of respect for people who will accept that they need help because it's not easy. As humans, society kind of, builds this energy where we should all be powerful and capable and it's okay to not always be powerful and capable and it's okay to need help so I started having some help with some some counseling and therapy to help me with the mental health side of coping with my situation and pulling me through and keeping my energies up and mindfulness is something that I discovered and the easiest way to describe mindfulness in the way that has helped me there's loads of stuff on youtube and online so have a google and do some research but for me it was about learning that i am can be in control of my thoughts so it's about moving the subconscious thoughts to the conscious and having control of my thoughts because your thoughts are directly linked to your emotions so if you are having negative self-hate self-pity upset thoughts they immediately transfer to our emotions and unfortunately emotions actually can be felt physically and so by learning no let's not think about that Vanessa let's not even go there let's think about something else and controlling my thoughts I was able to start protecting my emotions 
which enabled me to keep my energies higher. So, so talking about the fact that I do this on a daily basis, I call it my trigger points. Now, when my hip is hurting, I would easily get into a, a self-hate and pity and why does my hip have to hurt and this sucks, this is unfair, why do I have to live with pain, why can't I have a new body and I go on this spiral mentally and then it ends up with me in tears, getting upset, my husband then gets upset because I'm upset and at the end of it I'm in the exact same body with the exact same pain and with nothing I can do about it. So using mindfulness, when I first get that trigger thought of why does my hip hurt, which would then naturally spiral down into that emotional state, the mindfulness has enabled me to go, ah, no, Vanessa, no, we're not even going to go there. Push that thought out and let's focus on something else. The birds outside, the, the cup of tea that I'm about to go and make, uh, something on television, putting some music on, something else. And that protects me from that emotional spiral and upset. And so working out what your trigger points are and using mindfulness to then refocus your thoughts has been a really, really important part for me, keeping my energies up. And when I'm out on a motorbike, you know, I'm doing some really extreme riding out on a bike and I'm not going to pretend that my body is totally fine. I have to manage the pain. And so there'll be moments where I'm stuck in a boulder field on a hundred kilo motorcycle on its side and my hip hurts and I go, what am I doing? And I, and I guess I naturally want to have a little bit of a cry and give up and quit. And it's in those moments again, where I can recognize that trigger point, remind myself of how much I enjoy riding just right now I'm in a tricky bit. Come on, Vanessa, let's work it out. Let's get on with it and get out of there and save myself that emotional upset. Sorry, I kind of chatted on for quite a while there, but hopefully I've given you a bit of insight into how my energy and positivity is supported. Um, all I can say is that I didn't want you to stop and the emotions <laughs> are flowing out and I can really hear you from insight and I really resonate when you talk about mindfulness the way that you're doing because I do a lot of work as well on well-being and mindfulness because unless we work on ourselves there's nothing that can change um, you know where you know when you're talking about um, having a lot of mental issues and you know also reaching out for help that is a great step. Like you said, it's a brave step. And uh, it is the first step to self-awareness. At least you're aware that you're going through something and you wanted to reach out. But I also believe that unless you want to work upon yourself, there's nothing that can make a difference. There's no medicine on earth that can work on you. There's no therapy that can work on you. There is nobody who can really bring you back to the person that you wanted to be unless you want to from inside. And thanks really for talking so much at length about it. Because this is something that I really want to bring from my podcast on Second Act, that there is an innate um, discovery that we must do within ourselves, the awareness that we must bring to our own selves through, our, through something that probably we have not tapped before or, you know, we have uh, never looked inside ourselves and only that can bring the change, nothing else. So, Vanessa, I'm very proud of you. Um, you know, your story is bringing shivers to the spine. I can't even imagine the life that you probably have led 
so far, but the resilience that um, you know that you're bringing and uh, the 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 way to just change lives from your own story that you're bringing now, speaking on various channels, having you're not only a person who is a motorcycle racer or you know an, a, a person who went through an accident but you are now writing you are a social curator you are an adventure expert you are a motivational speaker i i must give that to you so fantastic way ahead from you know all that you've gone through um thank you so much vanessa really from my heart oh I'm re- thank you i really appreciate it. i think um Keeping yourself busy and active is a it's a powerful tool. Yes, and yes. I, I suppose I enjoy it. And I I've been through some really hard times, and I've learned so much through that journey. So if I can share some of what I've been through and help just one person each time I share it, oh. in my in my mind and my heart, it sometimes makes what I've gone through feel more worthwhile because I'm helping others tackling life. And I think for me, particularly in social media, social media can be a really toxic environment. It's full of all these people putting out their perfect, shiny, amazing lives full of glam and money. And I'm really sorry, but life isn't like that. And I honestly think all of those accounts are just putting up a face because the reality is, is every single one of us has battles and challenges. It's just about who's actually being honest about it. And I think for me, I want to try and portray, you know, a fair representation of, you know, what life is, is like. And, you know, life isn't perfect and easy. Maybe, maybe it wouldn't be as fun if it was, but, you know, I want to be, I want to be real and open and use the learnings that I've got to, you know, share some of some of the energy to help other people battle what they're facing. Uh, why do you, uh, you know, there is a lot that the person who is impacted in life due to various reasons is going through. What is that you want to tell the families who are supporting this person? What is it that probably you missed or you felt during your most toughest and the dark times? Um, Pain is an incredibly consuming thing and it can, it can honestly, it can transform your personality when you're in a huge amount of pain. It can make you snappy and grumpy and miserable. Uh, my husband has been incredibly supportive with me and I have become better at better at recognizing myself when my pain and my energy is projected outwards and so recognizing it I suppose painkillers are your best friend and your worst enemy because you really don't want to be taking them but sometimes you just need to take your painkillers to to cope and manage and be kinder to the people around you it's they often say that it's harder to be by the bed than in the bed and I've got a lot of respect and love for anybody who is supporting someone in need because it is physically and emotionally exhausting my at certain points my husband was helping me dress helping me wash feeding me cleaning doing the shopping keeping the cars running doing all the DIY when anything went wrong 
helping modify stuff in the house to make me cope better, like changing the bed. And, you know, he had to take on the role of, of both of us. Yeah. And look after himself and me. And that's, that's not easy. It takes a, a lot of support, I suppose. A tip I, from, from myself going through that would be trying to find a bit of a support network so that no one is continually, I, burdened is the wrong word because my husband would certainly not want to say he was burdened with me. But from my perspective in the bed, that's kind of how I felt at times. And having multiple people that can support you. So, for example, my mum and my dad helped me loads. A couple of friends would come over and it gave Alex support. It gave him a bit of respite and he wasn't then alone looking after me. And even times when the last thing I wanted was a friend coming over because I didn't have the energy. I couldn't I couldn't face friends, but being brave enough in myself to tackle that gave Alex caring for me a lot of energy because he then got the energy of having someone else there to have a chat and have a beer. Even if I was sat in a chair, just hurting, wishing myself to be in bed and not being around people, Alex looking after me got a lot of energy for that. So it's, a, I guess, about not always, not always thinking about what is the, your ideal thing to do and thinking about the people that are looking after you as well if that makes any sense it's not easy yeah yeah i wanted to hear these words because there are a lot of people on one hand who are suffering and then the other hand like you said it's tougher to be by the side of the person uh, sometimes because you're also seeing that person in pain uh, you're also going through a lot emotionally and uh Sometimes you don't know how to handle these situations. And, you know, if, if we break down who are by the side of the person, then how will that person, uh, you know, really recover? It's a very tough situation, but thanks for giving a perspective. Um, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, time. I know there were certainly times when Alex felt quite helpless, where I'm in pain and there, there, was, there was nothing he could do really I mean he could do things to make me more comfortable and he could make sure I had a had water and food and the bed was as comfy as possible or I he washed my hair or but at the end of the day I was just hurting and that is out of his control which was quite hard and I suppose that's back on me to try and reassure him that like thanking him I suppose you know Sometimes there's only so much you can do. We just need time and I will heal. So what do you do for your own healing, Vanessa? Gosh, um, making sure I eat very well. Nutrition is incredibly important. Your body can only heal and do with what it's fueled with. So I eat very well. I also take some supplements, which is active collagen. And that's one of the, the, the most important protein in the body. So I take that every day and that's been game changing for me. I try and keep myself active and mobile. I certainly limited in um, some of the things that I do with my hip, but 
I try not to let that be an excuse. And I guess I just try and listen to my body. I do do regular physio and maintenance. But I think, I think the, the most important thing is actually the nutrition and fueling yourself well. So from here on, uh, Vanessa, this is a uh, podcast on Second Act. And how I describe this whole platform is that a story, a sentence, a quote, a book, something about your life that you're bringing in here can be transformational, like you said, for even one person. And that's really the motive that I work on as well. Just touch one life. So what are you doing in your second act now um, after going through so much, of course, keeping yourself in a particular environment and, you know, in a positive way, a good mindset that everything will be okay. But besides that, for other people, what do you think that you can bring um, by your own story in your second act? Just believe in yourself, because if you believe in yourself, anything is possible so I actually have some girl on a bike merchandise like some clothing that I made and my sort of tagline on that is live dream believe and I think if you try and live every day to the fullest dream about whatever it is that's possible that's capable strive and set those goals and really believe that it's going to happen and put the energy and time in you can you can do such wonderful things and, and transform your own, your own life with, with your own power. Yeah. Thank you for this valuable tip. And I'm sure that um, it will really bring in a lot of perspective to people who are hearing us. Uh, I especially work uh, also on the mindset of youth because uh, they are still young. They're finding their way. Um, also they need a direction sometimes. So is there something that in particular you want to tell the younger generation, especially when also from a, a person who's riding a two-wheeler, I always get very worried when my own children say I'm biking and then my daughter is also studying in Amsterdam and, you know, bike is something that, you know, is their life. And then sometimes, mm. she says, okay, let me call. It's okay if I can, you know, call while riding. And I said, please don't do that because please don't do that. Don't be distracted. Mm. At the same time, they feel nothing <laughs> will go wrong, right? So yeah, no, no, nothing will go wrong. So anything that you want to tell them? To the younger generations, um, it's again that believing in yourself, putting your time in to get your education, and to learn and discover and work out what it is that you're passionate about and enjoy. The world is such a huge place with incredible amount of diversity of what, what is possible. And I think, I don't know, in the UK at least, the educational system can be quite one directional and you don't necessarily see all of the other things that are out there. So, just again it's that believing in yourself give yourself the best tools that you can through education reading learning absorbing getting experiences and that will open so many doors yeah and also you know everything cannot be perfect all the time and i think they need to accept that fact as well that uh, you know things will go wrong but 
their spirit go down and you know they should just believe in themselves so that's really beautiful as well yeah definitely and lots of things will go wrong and that's totally normal and that's totally okay and a lot of the time if i look back through my life at times where I just thought the world was ending around me. You know, I was devastated about some kind of news or something not happening or being hit by a car or whatever. And actually, when you look back so often, then you realise, wow, I'm almost grateful that that happened because by that not happening, I changed my journey or my thoughts, my perspective, and then that happened. And actually, it's that old cliche where one door closes, another door opens. You might not find that door straight away, but everything happens for a reason. I really do believe that. So you feel we should just stay there because something better will come? Yeah. And I, even for me, I mean, I got a reconstructed shoulder and hip. I had a seven-year recovery, seven surgeries. In some maybe slightly sadistic way, I'm grateful for the accident, for what it's taught me for the new perspective on gratitude and perspective for even on a, on a, you know, on a financial level before the accident, I was so career driven and I wanted to get promotions and earn more money. And I was doing 66 hours in an office to try and get more money. And it's like, what, what, why do I need more money? We can live on a lot less. Um, I ended up quitting my job. And the things that really make me happy are relationships and experiences. As long as we can put food on the table and a roof over our head, it just is giving me such a new perspective on life that I'm somehow grateful for it because having that gratitude, that ability to understand my own emotional state, have that fresher perspective has enabled me to have a lot more fulfillment and happiness in my life, a lot more contentment. You know, I don't need more and shiny watches and flash cars. Like, it's just stuff. I don't need it. Happiness is relationships and experiences for me. Great. Um, what is the initiative that you have, the girl on the bike? What do you do there? Yeah, so I was bed bound after my first hip surgery, which was my third of seven surgeries, and I was in a really bad state. I, I really was. I'm not going to try and pretend I was struggling. I, I just kind of felt like I needed something to put my energy into. So I started my Instagram account, started sharing photos, and I was sharing photos of me from before the accident. Look how cool I used to be. I was a kite surfer and a snowboarder and rock climber and I was fit. And then I ran out of photos. <laughs> like, oh gosh, what do I do now? I couldn't exactly make anything cool. I was in bed. And I thought, well, why don't I be honest? Why don't I start sharing what I'm going through? And I never expected so many people to resonate and connect and find energy in the battles that I was going through. But over the last four years, I've continued to, you know, reach more people and connect with people all over the world having challenges and battles. And so now I, I kind of share my life through, through social media. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and TikTok, although I kind of feel like a granny on TikTok. Um, 
And yeah, I share the shenanigans that I get up to. A lot of it is around life on two wheels and motorcycles, but I, I share everything and anything, whether that's riding my lawnmower in the garden or chainsawing or getting my hair cut. It's about being real and sharing everything, the ups and the downs. And so, yeah, the girl on a bike kind of has grown and developed and I feel incredibly honoured to be able to support other people's energy through my energy, I guess. You're doing a great job, Vanessa. And I can't mm-hmm. tell you how touching this podcast has been. It's very moving for every word that you're speaking, every emotion that you're bringing. And thanks for speaking so authentically and uh, not mincing any words here and just bringing out your whole um, so that uh, there is whoever's listening to us can feel it deep inside what's coming out and there is no filter here. So be yourself. And Vanessa, you are an inspiration. You are somebody who is bringing in meaning to this one life. And thanks for really being with me on this one. Oh, thank you so much. It's been an absolute honor.